Butker trying to line this up. Winchester will snap it. Colquitt will hold it. Twenty twenty tie. High snap. Pull down. Butker's kick is up. It is right down the boulevard. It's good. And the Chiefs take a twenty three to twenty lead with four seconds left in regulation. And Harrison Butker kicks some. You know what? Welcome to the Chiefs Kingdom. Do you know what, Broncos fans? Do you know what really makes that win special? It wasn't just the fact we won in your own backyard for the fourth straight time of asking. It wasn't the fact that it's our sixth win in a row against you guys. Do you know what it? Do you know what it was that makes this win one of the greatest wins against your plastic franchise? It was the way we won and who we won it with. The fact that you had to play your hearts out just to compete with a team that didn't get out of first gear until the fourth quarter. The fact that you had your fans waving noisemakers to make sound more hostile than normal. The fact that you hoped and prayed Von Miller and Bradley Chubb would get a sack every, every play. The beauty of it was that it was probably the loudest we've heard Mile High Stadium. Your whole franchise was trying to pull out all the stops, more so than usual. That cocky attitude it once had, nowhere to be seen. And do you know why? Because that whole franchise was scared to death of one man. One 23-year-old quarterback from Tyler, Texas. You paid him the highest compliment by focusing everything, and I mean everything, you had on trying to stop Patrick Mahomes II. Nice try, guys. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome to the Arrowheads Abroad podcast show with myself, Brad Simcox, the Arrowheads Abroad Supremo himself, Tom Childs, and Manchester Titan, Dave Barnett. So, guys, where were you when you saw the left-handed pass? I was in bed. Well, I wasn't watching a game. <laughs> in bed. Are we mm. just chilling? Are we just going to skip the amount of shade that you just threw then? <laughs> I was going to say, Tom, that was, you sounded very much like all the Patriots fans that I've ever hated forever like for the, like, the last 15 years that never shut up about winning all the time and it I'm not sure if I'm a big fan of that you're not, you're not a fan of the honest. trash talk kind of thing are you? I, 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 like tra- I can do trash talk trash talk's fine but that's like rubbing someone's nose in it after the fact and that's not trash talk that's it's just great though isn't dick. it <laughs> what? I loved it myself. I thought it was really well put together, um, clearly thought out. Clearly, you've not been doing any work again today, Brad. I feel like and I'm on X Factor. I, you told me that we'd won there four times in a row. I hadn't realised that it was four times in a row. Yeah. Um, Informative, you see. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like every time we beat the Broncos there should be something similar said for the next 15 years <laughs> thank you very much all I'm going to say is Brad what? like in the last oh, don't, no, years, don't defend them don't defend them no all Dave, I'm saying is in it. the last like 15-20 years the Broncos have won more playoff games don't at say Arrowhead that. why would you say that we have I'm just saying like they've got three Super Bowls we've got one you're pissing maybe on my chips. You're pissing on my chips. Just, maybe just hold off on the the trash talk until we 
can sort of put to bed the playoff who do at Arrowhead or, you know, win a Super Bowl. By that's exactly, that point, go that's, nuts, ex- go nuts. that's exactly what a Broncos fan would say. They'd go back about, oh, well, the last 15 years and oh, the last 30 uh, well, years. I mean, like, like the last five years, they've won a Super Bowl, Brad. We haven't yeah, won a Super really Bowl not. since 69, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Don't talk about Just... Super Bowls. Oh, well, yeah, I don't talk about talk the about thing now. that everyone tries to win every year. <laughs> <laughs> talk, about, talk about now. Enjoy the moment. I'm well, enjoying the, the ride. Moment, but what we've established is that Dave is clearly a glass half empty kind of guy, and <laughs> Brad's pint is full to the brim, and he's loving life in every way. Shape. It's full to the brim, he's and there's a flame on the top of it. There's, there's, he's not there's on a nothing. Pint. He's on a fucking entire barrel at this point. I think <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing wrong with the way I review are talking at the moment i prefer the way brad is because i feel like it's more uplifting and it probably reflects my mood a little bit better where dave you've kind of made me reevaluate everything that i've been saying for the last two days and i don't know if i like it i mean it's just like i've been enjoying this because it's nice to think well this guy's gonna fuck this division up for the next 15 years don't get me wrong it's great but that's better just like just leave it at that just leave, leave it at that yeah stop you know, stop there just leave it stop there. <laughs> it's you know and it's funny to watch the Raiders be shit still <laughs> that's, San that's Diego more of that. continue more of that. to like just be the nearly team every single year but yeah just There's not no quite there stinks. yet just stop. not quite there yet I don't think we should invite him back next week. Uh, no, I think what we should do is, is when he when he's about to say a but, just cut that bit off. Because yeah, it or, sounds great. All the hype and everything's there then. Or maybe just invite him onto shows where we lose. And in all the ones where we win, where me and you want to be jovial, <laughs> Dave can't come in and ruin it. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on. Let's he, move he, the show he, on. Secretly, he secretly likes it. I mean, he, it, he, was, he was punching the air in his bed when those touchdowns were flying in. <laughs> as Wasn't long as he? he was just punching the air and not something else. Uh, it's yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. This show we're going to be talking obviously about the the win against the Broncos, but we're also going to be tying in the uh, preview show where we're going to be looking towards the Jags, the big Sunday night game uh, against the Jags. Well, it's not it's Sunday night here, isn't it? But um, over there, it's well early afternoon. Lunchtime. Yeah, yeah. I had on a bit o'clock. of a. I had a bit of a real freak on today because I had a rumour that it was going to be flexed. No, and, they don't flex uh, them this early in the season. It, well, yeah, but I mean, you know, when you hear a rumour, you're like, oh man, we've we've arranged the Newcastle meet. Everybody's going to be there for six. If it, if it's flexed, it's going to be half one in the morning. Is the bar going to be open that long? Is everybody going to be able to stay that long? And I was just having a right freak out today. Well, they've changed the rules this year. The games from week five can be flexed, but they have to give. I think it's like 11, 12 days notice to do it. Hmm. So from now on, you could see from today, you could see flexible scheduling for week six, seven, eight, and so on, so on and so forth. So don't be surprised to see more of our games get flexed, hmm. um, particularly like when you're looking in December when we play the Ravens, if both teams carry on their current trajectory, yeah. you'd expect them to be a late game, which doesn't help us because obviously we've got a meet plan for Manchester um, that day. But there's going to be a couple of games if the Chiefs carry on in the form that they are that they will be moved to the 925s the 130 slots that we're going to have a lot of late nights going forward yeah I think it's more likely we might get flexed to the later 925 slot a couple of weeks to get more 
eyeballs on TV than possibly switching it to prime time. Um, but yeah, I say it's unlikely this early in the season because you still don't know what you're going to get from some teams. I think it's a lot easier to flex games later in the year because you know what sort of quantities you got from teams at the minute. Because, like, say, last week you'd flexed the Patriots and Dolphins. You'd have been mm. treated to an absolute blowout. So, yeah, it's, I say I still think a little bit too early in the season for that. But, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see it happen to the Chiefs later in the year. Um, but, hey, good news, though. We got the best best announced crew in all the NFL on uh, on Sunday. Yeah, Jim Nance, Tony Romo, get excited. If you can't get excited for Tony Romo announcing your game, then you don't love football. Yeah, but didn't you say that? Didn't you say we great. never win when Tony Romo? Yeah, he, we've lost every game that he's announced. Um, so I can't get excited about it, really, can I? I mean, <laughs> but we've now got Patrick Mahomes, so yeah. The, thanks, Dave. Cheers, all man. the hoodoos are being broken. So yeah. just just believe, Brad. Just believe. Just believe. I was believing. I got shot down. <laughs> Mate, you weren't believing. You were rubbing the nose in it and being a dick. No, I was, I was, going, no, I was going proper all in. I was proper going all in with that. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to continue to do so as well. Because I think we, we've waited so long for this. It's our turn to be dicks. Hey, this is the Brad Simcox <laughs> show after all. So, I guess. That's the well, party line. That's the party <laughs> line. That's the party line. Um... Talking about being flexed and things like that, we're going to be flexed even more now, aren't we, with uh, the fact that we've got a, a quarterback now that has a great nickname. Showtime Mahomes. Showtime Mahomes. So, Fucking I mean, how are you kill it with f- fire. <laughs> oh, my God. The amount of times I heard that said on that Monday Night Football broadcast. <laughs> I've never soured to a nickname so fast as that on Monday Night. I was just like, literally about halfway through the first quarter, I was just like, yeah, we get it. It's showtime. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Like now, I, can you just call him Patrick? Because I can't, I can't be bothered with this anymore. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm predicting we're going to get flexed quite a bit more because of purely of this showtime element that we've got. Because they're going to use that over and over again, aren't they? They're going to overuse it. I hope not. Well, let's uh, let's talk about the game. Let's talk about the game. I mean, right from the start, I was getting a little bit panicked. Um, the Chiefs didn't really turn up for a good three quarters, and we couldn't get anything going. It looked as though the um, the Broncos defense was was holding its own. I'll give them that; it was holding its own, and it was bringing a lot of pressure. And there's quite a few people now talking about: Is this now the blueprint of trying to stop Patrick Mahomes? Because that pressure, there was a lot of it. And when you've got probably one of the best defensive players in Von Miller charging down at you. I mean, he was he was bringing a lot of pressure. And luckily, we had a, a quarterback that was able to use his wheels and get out of trouble quite a bit. But do you think moving forward, do you think that this could be a telling thing that all other teams are going to try on Patrick Mahomes. Well, no, because Patrick Mahomes, I still threw for three hundred yards and a touchdown. He only got sacked once. Um, I think he had a fumble which he recovered himself as well. But it, it's not like 
they got to him. Yes, they moved him out of the pocket, but it, it got it showed how dangerous he can be outside the pocket. He got more yards outside the pocket than he did in from within it. So, by all means, moving move him out of the pockets and extend play, extend plays. And but you're only going to create your own downfall. Before we get too much into Patrick Mahomes, I think the first three quarters. I think you've done a little, just a little bit of a disjustice there. Um, I think they did okay in the first three quarters. Um, okay, they didn't light it up in the air, but Kareem Hunt certainly had a good game with 175 total yards. And the defense for the first half wasn't terrible. Um, they got after Case Keenum a couple of times. D, D Ford got himself a sack. Justin Houston. He looked good, sack. actually, D Ford. I was quite impressed. Well, he's had a good season. He's it had is a very growing good again, season. though, so that should be interesting to watch he's practiced again today apparently though with uh, Watkins mm-hmm. um, but yeah you're right it's it's happened a couple of occasions now this season so yeah I, uh, I mean the thing for me is I think what a lot of people sort of glossed over was the fact that Sammy Watkins was missing for yeah pretty much the entirety of that game and you know losing a receiver of Sammy Watkins caliber makes a huge difference to that offense because then you can just you know, no offense to Chris Conley or Demarcus Robinson, but they're not Sammy Watkins. So you can throw your attention over to Tyreek Hill. You can throw your attention over to Kelsey a little bit more, and sort of force Mahomes to throw to the other guys a little bit, which is, you know, easier when you've got a better, a, a good defense like the Broncos. Um, so yeah, I think people are sort of underestimating the 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 effect that Watkins can have on that defense because. Yeah, he, he sort of helps to, to take the attention off other guys, even if he isn't playing particularly well. Or if the attention is on other guys, then he's going to get the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he's not missing for too long because, yeah, I say I think people undervalue his role in this offense a lot. And yeah. despite what you said at the start about noisemakers and everything, there, it was a tough environment as well. Mm-hmm. There was a number of penalties on the offensive line for false starts and holds, and there was a number of drop catches as well. So as well as the, the Broncos' D performed, and I suppose they put out a little bit of a blueprint out there, I, I do think that the Chiefs kind of beat themselves a little bit in the first three quarters, aside from Kareem Hunt. And in the fourth quarter, when they needed to perform, the, the Broncos couldn't stop the Chiefs' offense for love nor money. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think there is the blueprint out there. I'm not panicking yet. Yes, they're going to be facing a tougher defense on, on Sunday. And yes, they've got tougher um, opponents to come like the Rams. But I I didn't see anything from the Chiefs' offense that is causing me to worry going forward. In fact, it probably encouraged me more than it did worry me. Mm-hmm. There, were, there was a lot of people saying that the um, it, it, this was probably Mahomes' best game, or the Chiefs, you know, um, for his development, because it wasn't the firing on all cylinders kind of thing. There was some mistakes in there, but it was the adversity that he overcame. And earlier on, I, I, I think I know what you're referring to is um, when Kelsey was dropping. I mean, he dropped about some like four or five passes in a row, didn't mm. he? I, I mean, um, it's a bit harsh on Kelsey. There was a lot of some, tight well, coverage and him. Yeah, yeah. sort of just hopeful throws at that point in his general direction more than I think you know and Mahomes put one be through one behind him at one point when he was wide open yeah. so yeah as I say I think it's harsh to look at Kelsey on that it's just just good coverage on a, a lot of those plays yeah 
Yeah. The thing that impressed me most though was was how calm the offense was, and I, and the thing I liked the best was Andy Reid's coaching on the sidelines. It, I said it in one of my videos actually that the he'd he'd sat down next to Mahomes and he was talking to him like it, they were just like they were having a father son chat about how's it all going, you know. And they were they looked so calm, so cool, and they knew that there was there was a way of actually winning this game and, and getting the best out of this offense. Um, yeah, Kareem Hunt was was a bright spark right the way throughout the game. He was the one that kind of he was the glue, wasn't he? More than anything, he, he mm -hmm. held everything together to make sure that the offense could build off of that, and he kept it he kept it going. I mean, I love how that guy trucks. I do. He was lucky not oh. to get a penalty, though. Yeah, the one on yeah, Justin Simmons was. Uh, if that was the other way and it was a defensive line. player hitting him like that, you probably would have seen a penalty. But don't get me wrong, I do love the run. Oh, love um, it. it had a little bit of everything. We've said throughout the season that every offensive skill player, like the top ones, are going to have their days. Week one, it was Tyreek Hill. Mm -hmm. Week two and three, it was Kelsey and Watkins that had their fill. And then obviously, week four. It was Kareem Hunt's turn, which is good for the offensive unit as a whole because they know that they're going to get their game eventually. So there's no greediness really set, settling in there, and, and there's no, uh, ang there's no. Uh, I've lost what I'm trying to say as I do every single week. <laughs> you get what I'm trying to say. Like, I know what you mean. Yeah, every, everyone else around. is getting their slice of the pie, basically. So there's there's not going to be any complaints or murmurs from any of the guys on the offense about not getting the ball yeah and it, it's more it's more like pick your poison isn't it like we keep saying it's you know yeah. who you're gonna who you're gonna watch are you gonna watch hill are you gonna watch kelsey you're gonna watch hunt um you know it, it's it's somebody's day isn't it mm -hmm. and that's the beauty of this this offense you just don't know yeah. how it's going to attack you i mean i think the thing is as well you've seen the other guys get more involved this year um because i think mahomes because he is much more willing not necessarily stay in the pocket, but hang in there and take a hit and get a throw out late. That you know, you're seeing the other guys, those second, third, fourth options, also get their looks. Like Conley's had two touchdowns this year, despite that I think he'd only had what was it, two touchdowns entirely the rest of yeah. his Chiefs career. Yeah. Um. You know, Robinson's, you know, made a couple of big catches as well this year. So yes, I think like you you see everyone gets involved on the offense. There's there's too many weapons on the Chiefs offense for a defense to completely, you know, smother the Chiefs. Um, so yeah, I say like there's there's going to be weeks where other you know some guys are going to have big weeks and others guys are going to have quiet weeks. But I say all in all, the Chiefs still had I think the best part of 450 yards of offense against the Broncos. Mm -hmm. Um. So, you know, and it's the first time the Broncos have allowed a 300-yard passer since 2015 at home, I think, or something. That's a stat. Um, so, yeah, as much as it wasn't the firing on all cylinders performance, you know, of the the previous three games, like, you know, even the best QBs like Brady and Rodgers and Breeze and Roethlisberger they all have that you know they all have games like this where you know the team doesn't put, quite put it together how many times have you seen them those guys when they need a big drive in the fourth quarter put it together and that's exactly what the Chiefs and Mahomes did and yeah. I think the biggest thing was that that you know that touchdown drive the last drive in the fourth quarter 
at no point were you thinking, you know what, we might not get this. You yeah, just even at, had even at second and thirty. Yeah, exactly. Second and thirty. Second yeah. and thirty. Yeah. You were just like, you know what? I just feel like we are gonna pull this out. You just had that thought in the back of your head that, and you know, and I hate to harp back to Smith because you know he was a very good quarterback for us, but that was always the difference for me. Was like mm. we, if that had been Smith on we're not making that are we? Monday night. Like I struggle to see us doing that. It would have been screenplays. And the thing the is, like, yeah, I also think the Broncos probably would have played, like, especially on that second or third, he probably would have played a soft zone because knowing that Smith would just throw a dump-off pass and they could come down and make a tackle. But the Broncos are so scared of Mahomes' arm and his arm strength that he can fit it into tight windows mm. and fit it in those gaps in those zones. They played man on that second and 30, which seems mental. Second yeah. or thirty playing man coverage. That it seems crazy to me. That screaming out for zone coverage because it's a if you don't get to the quarterback quickly and you let him get outside the pocket, you're asking your defensive backs to cover guys for five, six seconds, which is nigh on impossible, even for the the best guys. So yeah, to me that just showed how much they feared Mahomes' arm on that final drive and yeah, I say it just it feels so nice to be in those, like never feel like you're out of the game now. Like even if yeah the offense hasn't been clicking, you still think now that if the Chiefs need to put a drive together, there's a chance. Yeah, it's I know we always kind of link um, you know gridiron football with our own football over here, and we always say that there's always that one player, isn't there? You never see him for 89 minutes. But the 90th minute, it pops up and does something for you. You know, he bangs the winning goal in or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's what we feel like we've got now with, with Mahomes because he has that confidence, he has that calmness. and But he's also got the confidence in his own ability of making those passes. I mean, second and 30, I did have a few jitters because I was thinking, oh, if, if we don't make this, then it's game over, basically. And it, But then there was that confidence from... Our side thinking, well, no, we know he can do it. He's got that ability to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, I, I actually was surprised when he actually he got that first down. And I know I shouldn't be because I, I I'm been crowing about him for a long time now, and we all have. But I was actually surprised because I'd never seen anything remotely like that from Alex Smith before. Well, put it this way: we went second and thirty, and inside two plays, we gained fifty-eight yards. Yeah. Um, and th- let's. Um, blah, blah, blah. I'm really not with it today. I must be tired. <laughs> Are you drinking, <laughs> mate? You're preparing for Newcastle, is that what it is? Uh, no, the son's. Henry's got chicken pox. Oh, um, no, it's doing the rounds, isn't it? Yeah, so I've been up with him a little bit, not loads. So maybe that's why I can't talk properly, or maybe I'm just stupid. Um, I'm going to go with the second one. Let's yeah, go with the latter. Right? Let's address the elephant in the room because, in, in case we do have any Broncos fans listening to this, yes, it was meant to be a delay of game. And I could understand you getting irate if we only had a 10, a 9, an 8 yard gain and it was going to be close on third down. But we got 35 yards from that one play. Yeah. So your extra five yards doesn't make a difference. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, you see, you see that happen multiple times a game. Mm. Like that, that happens, and the rule is that the referee 
looks at the clock. When the clock looks, hits zero, he then turns to look at the quarterback. So basically, there's like a one-second delay between that clock hitting zero and the ref looking at the quarterback to see if he snapped the ball. It happens so many times. I've seen it happen against the Chiefs. I've seen it happen for the Chiefs. I've seen it happen in multiple games, not even involving the Chiefs. It happens all the time. So it's not a big deal. Like, it's clutching at straws. And the thing is, most (laughs) of the... To be fair to most of the Broncos fans, they've said that. There's always bound to be a few sore and salty people after a game like that. But, yeah, I don't think it's an issue at all. I did, it did make me laugh when they said, um, let's bring in our rules expert, Jeff Triplett. Jeff Triplett, yeah. Um, yes. I did. <laughs> yeah. There's one guy I, you want on the rules. I almost threw my remote through the TV <laughs> when, when they said that. I think I tuned out at that point. Oh, I was yeah. like, I'm what's, not even what's forward progress, Jeff? <laughs> yeah, that actually happened this week, didn't it? In one of the games, did it really? Somebody called it again. Yeah, yeah, progress. against the Browns. Derek that was Carr. It. Yeah, that was it. Um, yeah. Oh well. Yeah, the Browns. It's, it's still hanging yeah. around. <laughs> uh, the other elephant in the room that we want to talk about is uh, we've been talking about the defense for quite some time, and mm. is it mm. Sutton? Is it the? Is it the personnel? Definitely Sutton. But carry on. <laughs> but well, this is the thing, though. People say it's definitely Sutton, but. The defensive is. tackling that was going on in those first few quarters, I was thinking, for God, was somebody just hitting him? I mean, these guys could tackle prior to coming to the Chiefs. Yeah. You know, yeah, like the, it, it, for me, it screams a coaching issue. Like there was guys out of position, guys, you know, making being put in bad positions to be successful. But Sutton um, can't make those tackles, though. No, but. It's still a coaching thing at the end of the day. It's what you know. What happens on the field is just a small part of it. It's, it's everything during the week that goes into the weekend that that makes the difference. You know, it's why Reed is so good at what he does because he game plans the hell out of every team that they come up, up against. Um. So, yeah, yeah. Some of the tackling was poor. I, I, I agree with that, but. Just, I just, I just think the players are being put in such a poor position to to be successful in the first place that it it's just harder for them. Um, and you know, it's like that last drive, like you, you know, the Broncos have gone four wide and you're playing like a cover two shell, and if Keenan makes a decent throw. Demarius Thomas scores, and no one's talking about Mahomes. Everyone's yeah. talking about the Chiefs' defense bottling it on the last drive. Yeah, and for me, it's, it all, all comes back to Sutton, um, and I think the athletes that he's had previously have covered up a lot of holes yeah. in his scheme and what he does, and he doesn't have that them quite the same anymore. He's got a lot of young guys and. I just don't think they're being put in a, a position to be successful. So you're still you're still thinking that it's still Sutton that is is the issue here, playing out of position more than anything. Yeah, yeah I, I just yeah. don't think the players are just buying to Sutton at all. Mm-hmm. I, I think you can see it on the the on guys' faces at times that they're just they're just not buying into what he's trying to do. And yeah. I think Reed has a history of being 
loyal to a fault at times and I say the best thing that Sutton can do is retire because that's the only way I can see him going right now which is a sad state of affairs really the the only good thing about these close games is we don't see the prevent defence too soon because if you've got Mahomes in fantasy football it's great having our defence because it's just like yeah he's going to have to throw the ball all over the yard most weeks so yeah yeah from a fantasy standpoint great from just don't a have football the and defense. you know stress level standpoint terrible yeah. Yeah. I think whilst we can bitch and moan about the defense all day and we probably could fill a two hour show moaning about Bob Sutton I think it would only be fair to point out some of the positives as well they, um, the first half they weren't awful um, yes they got run on it a bit and we were helped out by the fact that the Broncos seemed to abandon the run stupidly mm. um, towards the end of the game but um, I think we can't really record this podcast without pointing out one of the plays of the year and probably the the second best player of the year come from a Chiefs defensive player uh, from, from Eric Murray yeah. um, that one handed interception without looking <laughs> is yeah. uh, certainly one of the best defensive um, players plays I've certainly seen so I think there were some bright spots that make me feel a bit better about the future if Bob Sutton was to go because I I don't like Sutton myself as a coach but I had wondered about the personnel as well like I haven't been Eric Murray's biggest fan but maybe that's because of the position that he's been put in like Dave said so if we do end up moving on from Sutton I am slightly more confident than I was say four or five weeks ago about some of the players like Eric Murray for example yeah mm-hmm. I just, it's like you know I think there's talent there certainly there's positions we need to get better at but I still think there's talent on that defense so I, I just don't think Sutton's getting the most of it you know mm. like look at a guy like Watts where you know made a big crucial play on the last drive but it seems strange that we've not seen him on the field at all they brought him in pass rush as well, though, didn't they? Oh, yeah, on a blitz, yeah, safety yeah. blitz. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems like, yeah, like he's not making the most of the, the talent that he has available to him. And he has a very... For me, it seems like he has a very rigid system and he tries to fit guys in to that system and it just mm-hmm. doesn't work. Is what he tried to do with Dan Sorensen last year. And, you know... Dan Sorensen went from being a really, really good role player to a really terrible player. Mm-hmm. And for me, that doesn't scream that Dan Sorensen suddenly became a terrible football player overnight. It just seemed to me that he was being put in a position to not succeed. Same yeah. with Eric Murray last year. Like, Eric Murray is not Eric Berry. But, you know, uh, Bob Sutton was trying to get Eric Murray to be Eric Berry. And it was like, no. Not yeah. many players are Eric Berry, and, and that that that's to me seems to be the problem a lot of mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. I, one thing I do want to say is I I still don't understand um, the brilliant speaks pick um, this day. He no. looks fat. He looks yeah. slow. Fat and slow. very slow. And it was one where he was outside, and I can't remember who he was chasing. Uh, one of the Broncos players, and they actually highlighted speaks, and he just looked immobile. And i not really on board with this pick. I I remember we talked about it at the time. We didn't really know much about the guy. He was obviously famous for a certain gif. Yeah. Um, but that's about it. <laughs> the weaving but gif, yeah. The, 
they're not addressing the defensive backfield earlier in the draft and picking speaks ahead of that seems a bit weird now um yeah see he hasn't impressed me it's such a shame that l thomas is um, yeah, yeah, ended the way it did on I was Sunday. Bring that up. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that yeah, that it deal seems was like happen. the Chiefs were all in on going for uh, Thomas based on the most recent rumors I heard. Mm-hmm. It seems like the Chiefs were the the main guys going after him, and that maybe in the next couple of weeks we would have seen some movement on that. So, well, the, that the, is the Chiefs have actually shame. signed. Uh, is it Josh Shaw? From the Bengals now. Um, mm-hmm. it's yeah. the waved, um, oh, Alex the Titan? That's him. The yeah. tight end, Alex Ellis. Mm-hmm. Um, they waved him and they've got this uh, defensive back in now, which it, it, it just tells you, doesn't it, that the Chiefs were, were ready with the red carpet to roll it out for, for mm-hmm. Earl Thomas to come. They were going to pay him as well, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and, I think so too. Yeah, And it just, yeah, it's just we've had to settle for somebody on free. I mean, the thing is, though, I wouldn't be surprised to see... Um, Veach go after him in free agency again, like yeah. he did with Watkins and uh, Hitchens. You know how he talked about how he tried to trade for both of those guys mm-hmm. last year before free agency, um, in the off season before the free agency, in the you know after the season. So I I wouldn't be shocked to see the Chiefs high on the list of suitors for him in the off season either. Um, I, I, I just want to make a comment on the speaks things as well um mm. again to me it it just seems like you know you know square peg in round hole mm. again with speaks where it's like when he was drafted he was talk about you know sort of a guy he'll play in certain situations and he'll be a situational guy um and that'll be his role but it just seems like he's being put in bad situations again that don't mm-hmm. like you know he's not a fast guy or particularly like he's not a side to side linebacker he's the guy you put down on the line and he's a d end he's not yeah an he's a full he's yeah. a, you know he's a hand in the dirt kind of guy he's not a stand-up outside linebacker really so i i say i feel i f- fail to see why Sutton thinks he can stand him up and ask him to cover guys sideline to sideline. It seems <laughs> super weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the other person we haven't really seen much of either is uh, Chris Jones. He's been he, a bit he, of a he had a, quiet he had a good few uh, first few games. Obviously, he had a quiet game on on Monday. But I'm not worried about Chris Jones. We know he has talent, and I think once they start to build up the defensive line and get some more help behind him as well. I think you'll mm-hmm. see Chris Jones having better games because Anthony Hitchens and Reggie Ragland have been poor yeah. um, so far. Mm. This season. I'd say Ragland has been. I think that's Ragland a little harsh on yeah. Hitchens. I think Hitchens has had a, a couple of dodgy plays here and there, but I think overall he's been pretty good. Um, I just say think he's not got a whole lot of talent around him um, at the minute. And because Raglan's not been playing well next to him, it's probably sort of exacerbated that issue a little bit more as well. Mm. All right, I think we'll, uh, we'll we'll stop talking about the, uh, the the Broncos game for now. Um, I don't know if we had any questions, did we, Tom, on the uh, the Broncos game? Did we, or is it all geared up towards the Jacksonville Jags game? There's a few, just a couple of things I want to say. Patrick Mahomes, right? He was trending five hours after the game finished worldwide. Still, 
he was also the most googled phrase the whole of Monday and Tuesday wow like in it he truly had a superstar night and he we said earlier in the in an earlier show that his coming out party might come a little later in the season mm-hmm. he had a very good first few games but he's coming out party was Monday night now the world knows about Patrick Mahomes and it's just exciting to have an actual superstar on the team yeah it's like the thing is um, I don't know if you've heard of a, the, the site called Reddit mm-hmm. but I, I go on Reddit quite a bit and usually when you go on the, the NFL subreddit you know after a Chiefs game even if it's been on in prime time you might see a couple of threads literally there was like when I looked on that on Tuesday morning, there was about seven or eight threads all about the Chiefs or something that Mahomes had done in the game and little gifts of the ridiculous things that Mahomes has done. It's just like the Chiefs are such a, a much more visible team now with Mahomes. I know we sort of talked about it in preseason, um, like how Mahomes could make the Chiefs a sexier team and a team that the neutrals will get drawn towards a little bit more and help with the popularity here in the UK. And I think Monday night has just proven that like tenfold. Yeah. All right, then let's, uh, let's move on to Sunday night or Sunday Mm. afternoon. Should I say, uh, the Jags visit our head and the chiefs are flying high. So the, we've got the Jags are on three and one chiefs, obviously on four and oh, we all know that. Um, I've just been looking at their previous results, and yeah, I mean, they've apparently they've beaten the Gi- the Giants 20, 2015. Uh, they beat the Patriots thirty one twenty. They lost against the Titans, mm-hmm. um, and they didn't really score many points on that. And they won against the New York Jets, which isn't really that difficult. I mean, are we are we are we Overcooking this Jags team, are we are we giving them too much respect on the fact that they're three and one, or are mm. they actually mm. a very very good team that we're having to face? Their defense is scarily good. Mm-hmm. You say the thing that matters for the Jags and has done for the last two years, which Blake Bortles shows up. Yeah, Blake Bortles is such an enigma. Like when he plays well, the Jags look like the best team in the NFL. Yeah, when he doesn't play well. That defense has to drag him, claw him, scratch him through games just to win him games. So, yeah. as I say, like you, if you watch Balls against Brady in the Patriots game, you thought Balls was the QB that had five Super Bowl rings and multiple MVPs. Yeah. Yeah. But then you watch him the week after against the Titans, and you'd have thought he's a rookie QB playing his first game, like. It's just I've never known a guy go from looking so good one week to so terrible the next. You've, so you've, you've hit the nail on the head there because it, there's a bit of a trend going here because in his first game against the Giants he got 176 yards passing yards. The next game against the uh, Patriots he got 376. So that's what you're saying there. He was it was on fire then. Then he did 155 against the Titans and then he was on he was on fire again against the Jets for 388. So Going off that, he should be having a bit of a down game against the Chiefs. Well, it is against 
it is against the Chiefs' defense, which we've just sat here and tore apart for the last <laughs> fifteen yeah. minutes. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I think Blake Bortles will get his fill. I think the Jags will score points. Um, they've still got weapons. Uh, Leonard Fournette looks like he's out, but TJ Yeldon, Yeldon can still play. You've got Keenan Cole, Dante Moncrief. There's there's some weapons there for them to to play against or play with rather um, the, the game's going to be won or lost on what the Chiefs offence can do against this Jags D mm, and yeah. more so the Chiefs offensive line because their front four is terrifying it's mm-hmm. what, Campbell Mercius Malik Jackson and Ngokwe like comfortably the best front four in football and yeah. every now and then if they go to a five set they can still bring in Dante Fowler as well in a nickel package. So they are scarily good up front and scarily good on the back end as well with Church, um, Boye and Ramsey. So if the if the Chiefs offense can score points, they're going to do okay. If this is going to be the type of game where we're going the Chiefs offense is going to struggle and it's going to be on the defense, I don't trust the defense enough. To even stop Blake Balls, no matter what Blake Blake Balls turns up, but that's how bad this defense is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the Chiefs. Yeah. So you're thinking that it's not just the their cornerbacks, their defensive backs. It's the whole. It's the whole defense. Is that what it's you're saying? It's, mm-hmm. it's like we've been treated to some pretty good defenses in say the last fifteen years. It was um, you've got. The Bears defense of around 2005, you've had the Seahawks, you've had the Broncos defense. I would comfortably put this unit in with them. Really? Yes. That's high praise, Tom. Yeah, I, to be honest, I'd say the probably the Broncos defense that single-handedly won them the Super Bowl that year. That's probably yeah. the only better defense I've, I've probably seen in the last 15 years. Um, yeah. They've just got talent all over the field. Um, they're, they're really, really strong. Um and yeah, I it, it's going to be tough. But I say like, if Mahomes can sort of get going, then I say again, you always think we're in with a shout. Do you think? Do you think Mahomes is one of these quarterbacks that will probably fear a particular cornerback? No, no. Do you, you know, like we had like with Marcus does, Peters, that you know, even, even Tom Brady he doesn't fear anyone. Like you only have yeah. to watch the game on Monday night to know that he just doesn't fear anyone, whether it be pass rusher or defensive back. He's he will just it, no matter what. Like, he trusts in his arm completely and what he can do completely, and I'm sure that will get him into trouble at times. We we already said that will probably get him into trouble at times, but. Mm. I think you'll see way more benefit to it than than not because you definitely won't see him hesitating to make throws or pull it down or dump it off at the line of scrimmage. Mm. Like he he trusts in his himself and his arm to make any throw on that football field. So yeah, I, I don't think like he's gonna see the fact that he's got AJ Boye and Jalen Ramsey and go oh might want to stay away from them. If he mm. thinks his guy can make a play, he'll put the ball there for that his guy to make a play. So are we expecting Kelsey to have a big game in this? Are we going? Are we going on the the middle routes every time? I, I that's the way I would go. Um, yeah. I if I was gonna point out one player that I expect to have a big game, I would say it would be Kelsey's turn. I think Hill's gonna struggle a little bit, um, possibly Watkins as well. If they can get a run game going, obviously that's gonna open up everything. But that's a hard front to run on. 
it really is um, with all that power they've got up front so I think this game would be or could be one on loss on how Mahomes and Kelsey hook up on on Sunday it's basically the same it was Monday night Yeah, the Chiefs offence didn't get going really until Kelsey and Mahomes started clicking so you might be in a similar sort of situation this weekend against the Jags mm-hmm. so we're fearing the defence but could be fearing the, the Bortles offence if well, if he turns up that's it well, Fournette's not there so they are going to have to rely on TJ Eldon and TJ Eldon okay he's not he's as decent. good as yeah. good as Fournette he's Solid. still pretty good in the post he's good in the past game and their receivers have turned up this year and I just don't see a way that this defence can stop Blake Bortles which is terrifying and a horrible situation to be in because at his, on his off days he's probably the worst quarterback in the league you see Nathan Peterman. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't count as a quarterback. He's just a, he's just a guy that's put in there to to suffer. He's lost the gig now, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Yeah, Josh. Yeah, I was going to say, starting. but technically, he started this year. So, <laughs> oh, come on, they should have learned the learned the lesson last year when they when they put him in and he what he threw what was it five interceptions or something daft like that? I think so. Yeah. Um, how how wow. sick do you reckon the um, Bills fans are now seeing Pat Mahomes? play the way he is considering that, that yeah. was their pick yeah um, well, I don't think so down. because I don't think they were in the market for a guy last year um, because new head coach it's very rare you see new head coach go straight in first draft com- and completely go with a rookie quarterback there's usually a guy that they'll have for a year so that they can give themselves two years minimum because then they can use the excuse of second year oh I got my rookie QB so yeah I say I'm like obviously you, you would say about any anything about the nine teams that picked beforehand mm. yeah you know what are Bears fans thinking like what are you know fans of other teams in the top ten that were picking that year thinking when they passed on Mahomes so yeah I say I'm sure all other 31 teams are looking enviously at the Chiefs quarterback situation right now because as I say the, the Chiefs have probably found their quarterback for the next yeah. 15 years which is yeah, a there must be a lot of do. teams there must be a lot of teams that are absolutely gutted that the Chiefs moved up must be yeah we talked about at the time there was we know of now about four or five teams that were in the market trying to make the same trade that the Chiefs did um, mm-hmm. I don't think we'll ever get bored of Rubbing that in people's faces, either that they they could have had. Oh, Dave, what Dave won? He's nice. You see, I, th- yeah. I think I think <laughs> the team that will be most sick is probably the Saints because they're the team that I think probably I heard the most noise about going after Mahomes, um, mm. and they pretty much have a situation almost identical to us, where they could have sat Mahomes behind a QB that's, you know, well. Breezy is even better than Smith. Um, you know, probably, you know, not quite the QB guru, although he's a very, very, very good coach, Sean Payton. So you, you'd have had to say if it had gone there, it was almost an identical situation. So, um, yeah, but I say, outside of what, four or five teams who, you know, got, they 
their stars. You'd have to say that any team in the NFL is probably kicking themselves right now that they didn't pull the trigger and make the move to get up there and draft him. Yeah. You could say that about a lot of players, I suppose, though. Yeah, hindsight's, yeah. hindsight's a wonderful, wonderful thing. thing yeah. Um, I'm just looking back at the, predic- the predictions. You know, predictions. And I actually put a note in there basically saying that. Um, I was wondering what Jalen Ramsey would say after playing against Mahomes afterwards after the game because you know he had a big bit of a mm. shooting his mouth off session which mm. was great. It was so much fun because he was mm. he was really saying what he felt about different players whether they were trash or whether they was good and all that kind of thing. But just just I'd be interested to see what he'll say after this. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's all he's that's all he's gonna say? Yeah. Two second soundbite. Shit. That boy, yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we had the predictions down as a loss for this game, mind you. We we all had the Chiefs going three and one at this this moment. Um, all of us predicting that we would lose to the Steelers. We've all gotten losses on this one. Uh, do you think we're going to lose this after what you've seen already? I will go first. <laughs> I'm going to stick. With my original prediction. Right. Um, it's meant to rain on Sunday. And that means... I don't know what it means, but I just we, feel like... We haven't seen Mahomes in the rain, is that what you see? Mahomes in the rain. <laughs> I, I don't know. I really, 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 really want to come out and say Mahomes is going to just piss all over him. But yeah. I just can't see it. I... I can see us scoring points. I can see us getting around the twenty point mark. I just can't see us stopping them, and yeah. it's terrifying. So I'm gonna say that the Tony Romo curse lives on, and uh. we're gonna lose nineteen twenty four to the Jags. Really? Yeah. Another close one again. Another another battle. Yeah, I think Mahomes throws his first pick this weekend. I think it happens because uh, of the rain. No, it, it 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 won't rain on him. It'll rain on everybody else. But it won't rain on him because there'll be this <laughs> beam of light from the uh, from the clouds. You know, just just like beam of sunshine wherever I he goes around right. the field. I hope you're right, <laughs> Dave. Are you going to change your prediction? Are you gonna, I am going to change my prediction. You're going to change it, yes, wow. Dave. Yes. I think the Chiefs yeah. break the Tony Romo curse and oh. and win on Sunday. Fuck you, Tony. Um, <laughs> Hey, don't say about that, Tony. Tony's a great guy. I can't believe I said that. Um, I know. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, you've been Tony's uh, biggest fan Fango. for years. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, but yeah, no, I think the Chiefs pull it out. Um, I just I, I just have absolute faith in this offense at the minute to do what needs to be done regardless of how the defense plays. Um and yeah, Balls is due a bad week, isn't he? So yeah, yeah I think he is. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's definitely going to be a tight game. It's going to be a really tight game. Um, yeah. But I think the Chiefs will just edge it 27 24. See, that's what I love about you, Dave. You're so optimistic and jovial and just, you know, live life to the full type of guy that you come out with predictions like that. Yeah. He's bummed me out now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to go here. I'm re- I'm really undecided because, yeah, from what you guys are saying about this defense, 
It's going to be a big test. Um, Go on, put yourself on record. What's it going to be? I don't know. I think it's going to be... See, I'm still on the Mahomes effect at the minute. Okay. I think I'm going to have to change it to a win. Ooh. And I'm going for quite a convincing one. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I think... You really are drinking that Mahomes Kool-Aid yeah. right now, aren't you? I, I oh, so am, so am. I think everybody's all about Saxonville at the minute. And they're definitely not. They're definitely all about Mahomes. <laughs> no, well, yeah, there's that, yeah. But they're, they're all saying, how is he going to handle this? You know, the Saxonville, you know, they're, they're probably one of the best defences in the league, that kind of thing. And he's just going to shock the world again. Yeah. He's just going to be, well, it's just going to be this Mahomes kind of Give roller coaster line, that Brad. just Give keeps going. On. Just go on. 30. 35. Wow. 14. Jeez. I think you really Brad. have lost it. You've I have really lost it. just I've totally gone, lost it. haven't you? <laughs> totally like, lost. Yeah. You must have it's had a really good fault. anniversary last night as well, haven't you? He's just like, just riding a wave of. Just pure I'm joy just at happy. the minute, isn't he? I'm just very happy. And it could be the, the you know, the excitement of the Newcastle meet as well. I'm looking forward to the weekend and I don't know, I just I'm, I'm just riding on this this Mahomes high at the minute. And right. I just think he's one of these that's just gonna be breaking down defences, breaking down records, all that kind of thing. Well, I'm looking forward to next week because I've got the predictions in front of me right now. And in block capital letters next to the Patriots, <laughs> I can see the word emphatic. <laughs> so I forgot about that. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to your um, prediction for next Sunday. Yeah. Well, you, two have that, you two have that as a loss and I've got it as a win. Big what Patriots. Win. Yeah. Did I have that down as a loss? Yeah. Huh. I, yeah. You do, but I'm just sitting here thinking if we if you're saying we're going to put 35 points up against the Jacks and you're predicting an emphatic win against the Patriots, so I'm predicting like, like 70, 60, isn't it? Or 60, something 70. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like it's Texas Tech days again. It's like, yeah, he, he scores 70, but the opposition scores 75, and you're like, what the, what just happened? No, it's, 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 yeah, he's going back to his Texas Tech days where he's going to like throw like 750 yards or something like that against this, this Patriots. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Looking yeah. Forward to, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've had world, some other Brad. predictions have actually gone down the pan recently as well. Yeah, I said the uh, Raiders were going to go zero and sixteen. Well, that was never happening. They're still going to suck. So <laughs> they are sucking. Yeah, they really are sucking. Yeah. Um, but the other one was they're the... going to suck for ten years thanks to that John Gruden <laughs> contract. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the other one was the the Patriots weren't going to make the playoffs. I still stick by that. Even though the Dolphins just, ah, I'm not even going to talk about it. They were, just, they were just crap. Yeah, yeah, they really shit the bed, I think is <laughs> the really best way did. to describe they it. A, that one. They had a big opportunity there to make something of that and, and make a statement. Even if it had been competitive. Shit. The fact that, you know, on the road, if it had just been competitive, it would have been like, yeah. you know what, they're for real. But yeah, they were dreadful. Yeah. So, yeah, that's looking a bit in tatters at the minute. But I'm still sticking by it. Still sticking by the prediction. <laughs> Right, lads. Okay. Uh, I think that is everything we've got time for. I'm just getting it's back not, to my main screen. It's not. It's not. It's not. Hold on to your horses. I've got one more thing to do. Oh, what's that? On Sunday, we run a competition. Sunday, Monday. Um, retweets, blah de blah de blah. Join, follow us on Arads Abroad and you'll get entered into a competition. Well, we've drawn a random Twitter follower. Um, by the way, welcome to the 300 new followers. I was going to say, it's the easiest That's way amazing. to get followers. Offer yeah. free stuff. Yeah. 
just be aware stuff. that this is the only time we will offer free stuff. The rest of the time, you're just going to have to listen to Brad rant on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so the winner of the competition was at Casey Chiefs Gal 53. Or is it nice. Gal? Gal. Gal. Um, season yeah. ticket holder and working on bucket list of travelling to all NFL stadiums to watch the Chiefs. First was down, it? one at, to go. At so, what? Casey Chiefs GAL 53. Yeah. So yeah. Congrats right. to congrats to her. I assume it's a her, but you can't and, assume any, you can't assume anything these days. Um and the lucky the lucky person also gets a follow from me. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. 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 Oh, Jesus, that sounded so creepy. <laughs> Didn't it just <laughs> just like whoa. Something like no, you can keep some, a t-shirt. <laughs> someone's Twitter just suddenly went private. <laughs> Brad sliding into her DMs. No. <laughs> oh, why did you Can say that? Can we not joke about this, please? <laughs> it, oh, well done on that. Well done yeah. on that. Yeah, well done. Well done. So I'll be in contact with you and um, give one yourself a T-shirt. Free tea, chief. So everyone else, everyone else can go back to one following us now if they want. Yeah, like I say, I sort of thought Twitter followers would suddenly drop by like two thousand overnight and be like, "Well, never mind." It's fun while it lasted. Has someone got a um, pen we can give away or something? Just anything. We're actually giving away something for the gold members, though, aren't we? In Newcastle, we are. We're going to do a draw this weekend. Yes. Me and you are going to do a draw live from our hotel room. Me and you, we're nice. going to de- we're going to decorate it like your man cave, and we're we're going to we're going to give That's away possibly the gayest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very happy, isn't it? <laughs> we're going to give away a signed Tyreek Hill jersey this Sunday. So if you want to win it, head over to arrowheadsabroad.com forward slash mem membership and sign up and you will be in that draw this Sunday awesome Terry Hill jersey signed yep I'm going on them it is lovely I need one I need one of those Uh, right anyway I think that's all we've got time for boys unless you're going to chip in again what yeah I was waiting for you to chip in again about something but never mind chip in right sorry yeah 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 no I get what you mean now no (laughs) Alright, that's it for the Hour Heads Abroad podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the show again. Thanks again to Tom and Dave for giving up their time as usual. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and on SoundCloud and iTunes and you won't miss a thing. So from one kingdom to another. Bye Tom. We'll speak to you again soon. <laughs> well, we tried. That that last that didn't last for long, did it? We'll speak Where's to you again gone? soon. <laughs> oh, oh,